Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. I'm Michael Tabor. And that noise you hear in the background is a dog. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, there's construction happening where I'm recording, so between the two of us, we're going to have a really professional podcast. <laughs> people like dogs. Have you seen the internet? The internet's uh, People lovely. like construction workers. They have their own calendars. <laughs> Okay, you know that there's a calendar out there. In both cases, dogs and construction workers, deeply sexual. Yeah, also, both holler at women. Okay. Dogs are always be like, come pet me, you know? Uh, Yeah. Michael, it's the holiday season. We are deep. This is actually going to be coming out after Christmas. We are deep in the bosom of holiday time. Hey, man, Merry fucking Christmas. Everything's going super swell. I uh I like Christmas. I feel like what? I might be the only one though. <laughs> no, I mean people like Christmas. Clearly, you and all the boomers love Christmas enough to like <laughs> demand that their millennial and Zoomer children show the fuck up for it. Okay, so you hate Christmas, have for years. Michael, is there anything you like about Christmas? Oh, you're putting me on the spot here, buddy. Okay, all right. All I'm right. asking. Oh yeah, you're right. This. I'm asking you a question on a podcast. Yes, that question that that counts as the on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, listen. Is is there any more cancelable cancelable opinion than one's take on the holidays? Really? Uh, no, things I like about Christmas. Uh, I like that my partner is really into Christmas. Uh, they Christmas super hard in in her family, and I I respect the hell out of it like my entire Mm -hmm. life not even just in the christmas season but all year is just trying to play catch up to their christmas game uh you know i live in a constant state of terror and apprehension at disappointing (laughs) this is not like you're not describing something you like (laughs) this is close you're describing being part of an isis cell (laughs) like Uh, what are you doing no they they christmas super hard and it's very sweet and uh i i have i have grown to appreciate the ways in which they demonstrate so much care through the act of a simply absurd number of gifts. Not even expensive gifts, just extensive gifting. Okay, um, are the gifts good? Because, like, here's the thing. I love Christmas. I don't really like getting presents because nobody ever gets me anything that's good. And it's sad for me. Uh, I, know okay, I, so, I know, look, I'm hard to buy for. But also, Yeah, like, you're insufferable get... to buy for. I can attest to this. As <laughs> the person that knows get... you better than anyone else in the entire world, including your parents and any romantic partners that oh, may or course. may not be floating around, uh, you are an absolute terror to buy for because you like five <laughs> things and you already bought all of them. Well, look, listen. Go to Switzerland. Spend $6,000. <laughs> um, do you love me or not? That's all I'm saying. That's God, all I'm you are saying. You're the worst look, socialist. If you're a fan of this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, they are good gifts. They've gotten better as they've gotten to know me. Uh, it, it's, it's gone through phases. Okay. All right. Actually, I can take okay. you through this. Uh, I love this. I don't know if this is good content, but here we go. So no, the phases no, this are- this is good content. <laughs> step one, bacon. Uh, this is the most- This was like, the year 2008. <laughs> no, exactly. But like this, this really was like, uh, the earliest phases of our relationship and getting to know mm-hmm. each other. And like, they didn't know much about me. And frankly, I wasn't being super honest about who I actually was. Uh, so- <laughs> I've never done that. Fuck you. <laughs> no. So like, so that's what it was. It was a lot of bacon related paraphernalia. And like, mm-hmm. were they great gifts? No. But like, they were sweet. They were well-intentioned. Right, uh, and, like, step two, the alcohol. The, the in- the internet bacon thing was annoying but bacon is good you know yeah like, no whatever. bacon bacon is unimpeachably good uh that that these are simply facts um i enjoy imbibing the suffering of animals this is just clearly the case phase two alcohol okay. a better phase already huge improvement yeah huge more improvement. in keeping with my passions let me tell you um, so this was this was the phase of like there was one particular christmas where i i just i just received a death sentence as worth of alcohol like it was just like what if what if you got whiskey and also gin and also you got to hunt around for beer that we had decorated like little reindeer uh which was fucking adorable it was it was a real good time no i respect that i do um 
But I also don't remember that Christmas yeah. or the ensuing two months after it. I was going to make a joke saying some say you're still drunk, but yours, yeah. yours was better. Yeah, but they listen to the podcast. So they, they know. They know. Um, <laughs> step three, phase three, communism. Oh, damn. Another huge level up. No, no, it's incredible. Like, so I have no idea what's going to happen this year. I have a feeling it's going to be heavily slanted around my politics, which have only gotten <laughs> to be, you know, have, have fully encompassed my personality at this no, point. Like They human trafficked Bernie to be your friend. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up, actually. Yeah, they've, had, like, they've Bern- had him locked in the guest room for like, you know, a month and a half. But but they've been feeding him many delicious goodies. They've really been Unfortunately, treating him well. Unfortunately, in Bernie's case, it's bacon, and that's that's that's. Oh no, that is a little problematic. Never go back in phases. That's not good. (laughs) Anyways, uh, no. Last year, my incredibly crafty uh, sister-in-law—not a comment on her personality, but on her talents (laughs) with and uh, her personality. This is called. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Yeah. uh, No, but she she um she made me a key fop like a, a little thing for okay. my keychain and she like it was made of leather and she had like uh i think burnt into it eat the rich um Ooh, so strong, like that's that's strong. the level it's it's from like basic bitch bacon products to like right. handmade eat the rich paraphernalia and uh i really appreciate that i will say though uh, yes. You know, I, I was really struggling for gifts this year, and I put a couple books that I was, like, excited to read on the list. And um, mm-hmm. my my uh, partner's family took a look at that list, and they were like, his books are all so depressing. <laughs> and I was just okay. like, what do, you, what do you mean it's depressing to read about the okay. history of CIA coups in South America? What do you mean by that? I, I don't like talking about this because we are an anti-reading podcast, but uh i do secretly read sometimes unfortunately and here's the thing all books are depressing books are depressing yeah they books just should are be depressing that's what a book yeah. is you don't want to be depressed watch a fucking movie that's right that's what tv's fucking for i love reality tv too but when i want to read i want to be depressed fuck off marilyn robinson uh is and ted lasso exist in a perfect uh symbiotic <laughs> balance between yes. the two of each other so yeah, Sex so shape. okay, Come on. all right. General thoughts on Christmas. <laughs> other things that are good about Christmas: the Charlie Brown Christmas special album. Oh yes. On oh, also, vinyl. this is the Christmas, the Christmas special. It's of course, incredible. the Christmas special is unimpeachable. But the thing that brings me the most joy is decorating our tree as we play that vinyl. And um, mm. there's just something very like warm and cozy about it as we turn the lights off and turn the Christmas lights on and decorate the tree. And it's honestly like, especially in LA where like it never feels like Christmas, like the no. closest you ever come is like this sort of upsetting Disneyland, uh, you know, recreation <laughs> of the concept of Christmas from like one anthropo- racist anthropologist in the 1960s who like saw a tribe do Christmas once. Um, like that's as close as LA comes and 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 so it is like the most genuine Christmas moment it's just decorating the tree and hanging out and like all these different ornaments that all have like extreme sentimental value to my partner and who I am terrified to even touch because I know that you know uh, my hands are destruction to all physical objects Uh, so yeah Uh, but no it's a really good time it's very Christmassy and and so I appreciate all of those things uh but in general, the Christmas season or the holiday season also means just like, hey, uh, what if life was incredibly challenging, which is an experience that everyone gets to share with me this year. That's true. We are all having a Michael Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you're, uh, you know, welcome. And, and by the way, welcome, assholes. You know, Michaelmas is is on the liturgical calendar, but I think I say we change it to this. This is Michaelmas. Uh, Michaelmas is the worst holiday. Nobody, yeah, nobody fucking... should recognize Michaelmas. Uh, Zachary, yeah. you love Christmas. Tell me more about that. I like Christmas. Christmas is awesome. First of all, I like I like baked goods, and I feel like mm, they're yeah. they no, are encouraged. Right. They are encouraged this time of year, even in Southern California, and I appreciate that. Uh, I also love decorating a tree. I like th- my my family is not classy, and that's okay. I like that about them. 
and uh, we throw tons of tinsel, multicolored lights, Fuck yeah. garland. Shit is crazy. Shit, no, we have, like, uh, in, in my household, we do the classy tree. White lights only, please and thank you. Uh, but I grew mm. up in a tinsel, multicolored lights extravaganza. There, you know, a strobe light under the tree. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I got to say, I respect the game. Even if it is not the path that I have chosen to walk in adulthood, I respect the game. Again, it's it's like there's there's room for everybody here, you know. It's 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 and so I, I really enjoy that. I I like Christmas music. I like made for TV Christmas movies. I like watching random versions of a Christmas Carol built around a star from the 1990s. Fuck you. I'm here for it. Yeah. See. Okay. I can't. I can't go with you here. But that's fine. I res- It's. I- it's like you know we we love like fancy pants art sometimes and whatever. It's not that at all. It's more just like. I feel comfortable watching it. It's like being at home. Your, your home is is troubled, is what I'm getting from this. <laughs> no, I was just a kid who watched way too much TV growing <laughs> up. I think it's pretty simple. I live in LA literally because I watched too much TV growing up. I had to go where the TV came from. Oh my God, you are uh, you are the person that a conservatives warn us about. Your mind was warped by degenerate <laughs> television, and now you're out in LA doing dumb entertainment things. Yeah, and now I'm a communist working for Hollywood. Oh what is God. wrong with me? Those things do exist in conflict with wait, each other, wait, just to wait. be clear. Did I actually prove media effects accidentally? Yeah, no, you you are basically a Columbine shooter. Never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Columbine shooter is not funny. No one's ever made a joke about it. Nobody has ever successfully made a joke about that. <laughs> that does lead me to my last thought on a good Christmas. Okay. Is the one of the things I like about Christmas. It's the only Christian holiday, and I understand Christmas at this point, second, but I mean, like, it's the only holiday even on the Christian calendar anywhere uh, that Protestants acknowledge. That's kind of bittersweet. I like that the sort of like America, even in America, the best Christmas documents and cultural sort of artifacts are kind of sad. Charlie Brown Christmas, Blue Christmas, uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas, like all the great Christmas stuff. It's bittersweet, and and uh, I I appreciate that about about the end of the year. Uh, I think fun. you're really undervaluing the Easter Bunny biopic we got uh, a couple <laughs> years ago. You know, Casey Affleck starred in it. It was very like sad. You know, dis, uh, sort of post-industrial uh, northeastern town. Real powerful stuff. Only a little problematic. <laughs> Great actor, though. Whatever you want to say. Fuck <laughs> you. You know who else loves Christmas? Who, Michael? Kirk fucking Cameron. Kirk fucking Cameron. We talked about this a little bit last week. Michael, no, we went deep on it last week, so I'm just yes. going to bring it up briefly. But Kirk Cameron rides again. He brought his people back for yet another of his, you know, defiant social revolutionary singing christmas carols outside a mall here's an update next to a covid testing center wait you're kidding no i am not i just this is david david roth's point but like nothing's a metaphor anymore there is no subtext like and it just it continues to blow my mind that like everything just is what it is on the surface yeah at all times I don't have any any more intelligent thoughts than what we covered last week, but like he's still at it. He's still doing it. He was out there in a Santa costume, and at one point, okay, he that's sort of awesome. Cheekily pulled down his Santa beard to reveal, oh, in fact, I am Kirk Cameron, and I can't even wear a Santa beard as a mask. God damn, he looks good though. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, of course, cases are spiking in there. ICUs at zero percent capacity in Ventura County, uh, or very very low capacity in Ventura County, you know, you know, totally normal and good stuff. Uh, the mayor of Ventura called these actions mm. anti-Christian, which I got to say, I think is a boss move from a public official. No, powerful. I love it. Uh, only in California, baby. Great state in the union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the mm, mm, mm. Gr- greatest COVID right state in the union for sure. Uh, yeah, no, it's it really is. We're not going to spend time on this, but it really is a toss up. Would you rather be stuck with Newsom or Cuomo? I think it's Newsom by a hair, but just because I think I could take him. I don't know. Cuomo's got those nipple rings, though. <sighs> I just... You don't think you could take Cuomo? He's he's so Italian, man. I don't know what's up with those people. <laughs> okay, but like, all right. those people speaking, live on like on, cured meats. <laughs> speaking speaking as a member 
of the Italian Brotherhood um, <laughs> with historical, not current, but historical ties to families uh, in yes. in my family's yeah. <laughs> history. Uh, I can say this. This is acceptable for me. Uh, Italians have never won a fight without a gun or a shiv. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. If it's a fist fight, you win. That those nipple rings are shivs, though. I think I'm worried. About. Yeah, you only have to worry about the three Tonys in the wings. That's your only issue. Okay, Zach, what, oh, what have man. you got for us? Because I'm busy talking about Andrew Cuomo's nipple rings. So no, please no, rescue that is the- this podcast. That is the content I wanted to hear. Uh, the only politics I really want to hit on to this this today is like I'm having I'm having fun again with Trump, and like that doesn't happen very often. It's not gonna happen very much ever again. Uh, yeah. But Trump this week they passed an awful stimulus bill. Bernie like fought, died, bled on the Senate floor to get you six hundred dollar checks when they were gonna be zero, trying to get twelve hundred. They passed a five thousand page omnibus that no one had time to read. But they pass it, whatever. Yeah, of course. And it's fucking atrocious. Just go on Twitter. You can see the reasons why. I don't have to elucidate those here. But Trump, in a, in a comical moment of, like, accidentally left-leaning hilarity, is like, this bill fucking sucks. Payments need to be $2,000. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm. it's fun. It's fun. It's fun because, like, he's dabbing on his party. It's fun because, like, it puts Mitch McConnell in a no-win situation. And more generally, it's just some good chaos. And Trump is almost always bad chaos. No, but this truthfully, is entertaining. Yeah, no, this is, this is, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, he is really changing his D&D alignment here. From, like, he, he went from, <laughs> he went from evil, chaotic evil to, like, chaotic, lawful chaotic in, like, one fell swoop. It is, it is truly incredible <laughs> stuff. He is, like, um, far to the left of, like, Biden and Schumer. Like, all no, these people. Okay, so, he has, like, accidentally, like, become, like, on the right side of this one specific issue. You know, uh, you know, as we evaluate the tenets of Michael Miss, um, there is there is one, <laughs> one tenet. As a continuing confession of my addiction to arguing with libs on Facebook, I have this been having the worst thing you do. Such, I mean, yes, and that is, let me tell you, actually a high bar. My only no, dis- high bar distressing. is like how, how terrible uh, I am at this. But I have been having such a good time trolling the libs, being like, "So Trump is running to the left of <laughs> Biden on this." You know, there's. Yep. There's a great uh, Jacobin article uh, on Tuesday sort of examining mm. the ways in which Biden advocated for this more centrist uh, right. you know, bill and sort of, you know, leaned in to sort of throw his weight behind this. And, and you know, I put that out there and Liv's just like frothing at the mouth, just like, yep. he's not even in office yet. Can't you give him a few days in office before you take him down? As if no political figure has ever enacted any power before they took office despite you know whatever anyways it's just been so fun uh you know trump falls into these things and he always does it in bad faith to be clear like this is in no way a compliment to enormous villain but it is an acknowledgement that we live in a true banana republic where our authoritarian you know crypto white nationalist uh former president is (laughs) convincingly meaningfully powerfully to the left of our hashtag resistance president-elect on the issue of like giving people money they actually need and yes he is doing it in bad faith but you know what he's still doing it which is more than what you can say for joseph robinette biden and and look i'm fucking sorry this is gonna be the a searing hot take for christmas you're welcome but if trump had done this before he before he ran and then biden had been advocating for six hundred dollars before he ran i'm sorry not only would i be like totally understand if you vote for trump because hey fucking what fourteen hundred dollars is a lot of money that's more than my fucking rent and number two it might be the more it might be more acceptable he's doing something for people and biden has already been fighting for smaller more sort of austere budgets he's already said he's not gonna roll back all the kids in cages shit i'm sorry like we were so no, I mean, right to be like uh, Biden fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, there again, there is no defense of Trump here. 
No, that's not the what this is about. I'm saying Biden. Duh. I'm saying Biden is as bad as Trump. Yeah, maybe. exactly. The, but but it is very important to acknowledge we are in a space where Biden actually has a long and storied career of being a budget hawk. The man has been coming yep. for Social Security for decades. Like like none of this is new or out of character no. for the man that is supposed to save our republic. Uh, so he Biden's gonna Biden. Biden did a Biden. Uh, what's amazing is that Trump, in his like you know. Uh, adrenochrome addled state his his <laughs> lamest of duck state still manages to juke biden a career politician it it's just it's just amazing it's just amazing fucking i gotta tell incredible. you what he he's not gonna get the two thousand dollars but i fucking hope he does man i fucking hope he does i tell you what you give me a two thousand dollar check i said this on twitter i'll forgive a lot i i will forgive nothing uh, but but that doesn't. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't because fuck. No, it. I know. Like, I know. I know. Yeah. My personal, uh, you know, my personal financial state is not worth like the cost to like so many other people. But you know, well, that's but, that, and that's not what I'm fucking saying. I'm no, actually no, no, you're like, not, I, you're not. I, yeah, I'm saying other people getting two grand a month is a big deal. No, ab- absolutely, absolutely. No, it would it would make a meaningful difference. You know what else would make a meaningful difference is if we did that every month, like you know, <laughs> other places. <laughs> And then gave them health care. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Zach, you had something to say about the aesthetics of politics that might, like, vibe in well here. This has been kind of a light obsession of mine. I'm not going to spend forever on it, but I, I kind of keep chewing on it. Zachary's think, a podcast. Uh, you have to spend forever on it. <laughs> You're right. I'm going to go do a solid 40 on this thought, like I did last week about how there's no hope. I could have just said there was no hope. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? I could have just said you're uh, all gonna die slowly. We're gonna <laughs> like, we're gonna we're gonna better. change the name of the podcast to just Spiral Cast. Amy Klobuchar after Trump was like, "Hey, <laughs> like, we should give uh, people." Excuse me, excuse me. You will address, uh, you know, Amy by her professional name, uh, Mrs. Resistance Klobuchar. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Let cops murder people, Klobuchar. Yeah, exactly. Put a little respect you're right, on that. You're right. I'm when sorry. You That's her fucking her allowing title. Cops you know what? To murder innocent people. I I gotta get her credentials in there. You're right. That's fucking right. And she was say she went on Rachel Maddow. You know, great show. And yeah, yeah. Friend of she, the pod. She, she she said to Rachel Maddow that. Uh, a two thousand dollar a check, two thousand dollar person stimulus check was an attack on every American. <laughs> Which I just like, I love, I love it. Oh, man. I, well, you I, love I to see to say, it. I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah. I feel, whenever, attack- whenever people throw me money, I feel, I feel super attacked. If there are any people <laughs> out there that want to trigger uh, a Christian communist, <laughs> I suggest that you do it by throwing money at my face. Trump, I please. Promise you, I have never been more upset. Trump, please trigger more libs. Yeah. Give me $2,000. <laughs> so I, I just want to say, I think this is, a good, this is a good segue into my, like, all politics in this country and all discussions of morality amongst powerful people. You know, like, with I remember when uh, Villanueva, who's the sheriff of L.A. County, did something completely awful and shitty. I can't even remember the crime because there have been so many this year. It was something racist. And because <laughs> he's a cop, you know. Yeah. Cops gonna come. And Gar- he had like a meeting with Garcetti, and Garcetti said afterwards, like, I know in his heart that he's not racist. And I just remember thinking, like, first of all, no, you fucking don't. You have no fucking idea what's in this dude's heart other than a lot of cholesterol. I've seen Villanueva. <laughs> he's not a svelte man. But secondly, <laughs> real quick, yeah. uh, my, uh, Michelle Moore yes. was the sheriff, and he equated looters with the officers. Who killed George Floyd? Oh, that's right. Fucking that's asshole. that's what happened in a public forum, and then Garcetti stepped in to be like, "Hey, I know this man. I know his heart. We have communed. Yes. We have avatar bonding. <laughs> yeah, they're tails I know blocked. that he, his heart is as pure as the driven snow. Which, by the way, I went to high school in New England. The driven snow is dirty as shit. <laughs> Just like." It's ugly. It's 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 got this sort of like crust on it. It's not good. It's sclerotic. Exactly with the we, snow we all agree. Yeah, sclerotic snow. Heard it here first, folks. Anyway, and I grew up with this because I, I was an evangelical, and you would hear this a lot if somebody fucked up, particularly a pastor, but anybody like somewhat up there 
would in, in any kind of position of authority it'd be like you know i fucked up but i know his heart you know we've seen this a lot with like molesters or people who like sort of stand up for predators being like you know like no i know his heart it's just like it, it, it but it, it has taken over the entirety of our polity and i'm really 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 fucking sick of it you heard it there was in joe biden's entire campaign was i'm a nicer person than donald trump yeah. and on the right it was like you don't know the real trump behind doors and I'm, I'm just you know what i am so tired of this idea that intentions matter in positions of power and politics i am so tired of the idea that like how you are in the inside means you get to fucking put black people as treat black people as second class citizens it doesn't matter if you are a cop and you don't personally think black people are different than white people i don't give a shit you fucking cuff that kid and you beat that other kid and you shot that dude i just think like i have no interest in a morality of politics or people that is about who they are in the inside it's an old Christian idea. And you know what? God gets to decide that. That's true. But that's not for this fucking world. I don't care. And I just, I want to move to a place where you are judged by your actions. <laughs> like, and why does that sound insane? Okay, so hold up. <laughs> I really would prefer a place where I'm not judged for my actions. <laughs> that's, that's really not a good look for me. <laughs> This Michaelmas, don't judge him for his actions. <laughs> yeah. this, this Michaelmas, give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Uh, no, uh, this is something that activists have been calling for a long, a long time because this is a a well established trope that exists certainly in the evangelical circles, but also well outside of them. Right? Like we've heard this yeah. a thousand, thousand times. And and you're right to point out that this comes from both sides of the aisle to defend anyone that they feel like depend, defending, no matter how heinous the crime. And I, I absolutely agree with you. We're we're socialists verging on communists, depends on what day you ask us. <laughs> and we care about the fucking material conditions. The results of your actions matter far more than your intentions. It's not that intentions can't matter. It's just that they are never a defense. They never justify behavior. Like, you can be a well-intentioned asshole. Sure, fine. It just doesn't fucking matter. Um, yeah, and I just think we, like... We, we do this, like, really easy mistake, and, and, and it's fucking poisonous, where we, we take what the person says to be the picture of their heart, actually. Yeah, Nobody yeah. says they're a fucking racist. The mo like, Steve King, the, uh, the Iowa KKK fuckbag who was in Congress for 50 fucking years, if you were like, you put a mic in front of his face and asked if he was racist, of course he would say no. The point is, is that people's words should not matter. What matters know, is their one, actions. Yeah. Like the the portrait of your heart is what you do. That shouldn't be a fucking crazy thought. No, no, no. And it and it it, it is such an essential uh, lie to deconstruct. Like it's such a yeah. like. You know, we we talk on this podcast sometimes about piercing the veil because we are we are recovering lips. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, shame. and we have, shame we have had for shame, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. but I don't want to shame actually. Like, yes, obviously shame. We're the worst. Don't. <laughs> yeah. No but shame like, us. Yeah. <laughs> like clearly, uh, honestly, just keep doing what you're doing fans. Like you guys do a great yeah. job. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but actually like it is, it is maybe the most essential tool is just learning that like words don't matter. People will mm. always lie to cover up their behavior. You can, you, you should not, you cannot uh, look at the world through the lens of the lies people are telling you and expect to arrive at any true conclusion. Yep. And we deal with this all the time. Like, I mean, again, talking about arguing with libs on Facebook, you know, <sighs> how many times have I been told Biden is a good Christian president? Biden, yeah. Biden has a good heart. Biden cares. And when I'm like, uh, 94 crime bill, 08 bailout that just right. helped the banks. Every fucking thing this man has ever done for his entire political the, career. The war in Iraq. Just like, you don't know his heart. The time, the time that he was jerking off segregationists. Yeah, the, the just, time that he heart... lied about, meeting, right. uh, about getting imprisoned with Nelson fucking That's Mandela. the funniest. Like, no, that's my favorite lie. I've talked about it a lot, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm somebody sorry, the other it day doesn't... was like, are you calling Biden a liar? And I was like, yes, constantly. Where have you yeah. been? I'm just... I'm but, so yeah. tired. It, it is the Obama of it all. It's the it's the Kamala Harris of it all, no, too. Yeah, I think you nailed like, it when you said it is politics as aesthetics all the way down. Um, yeah. It is, it is uh, choosing to represent, like, feigned ideology over actual material conditions. And it is an absolute 
refusal to engage with the realities of what specifically I'm going to say here, neoliberal politics has wrought because yeah, actually the, the aesthetic of right-wing nationalism is very in keeping with the policies of right-wing nationalism for the most part. Like, sure, there's there's some jukes, there's some like, you know, feints of hand, but for the most part, they tell you who they fucking are. It's the neoliberals that promise you that they are going to arrive at solutions any fucking second now, despite having been in power for huge swaths of our nation's last several decades of history and never having actually delivered. Like, they're the ones that are gaslighting you. Like, and people are offended that Trump is an honest racist. Um, but, like, everyone is racist. Obama's policies were fucking racist. Like, these are these, these things should not be surprising to us. Right. Uh, yeah, and I, it's so impossible to talk to, like, hardcore Democrats and even Republicans through it. Like, I, I don't bring it up just to, like, shame people, though I do think it's important that you, like, view people as sort of, like, as a more when you view a person as a moral being when you make it when you make an evaluation which you do yeah. every fucking day that you don't listen to the one time joe biden said something about trans people like he doesn't give a shit about trans people none of his policies will ever help trans people he doesn't fucking care mm-hmm. you're a, you're you're a you're a gem in his necklace to wear and get reelected in four years that's fucking it no, the and, only reason that Joe Biden uh, says things says one thing about trans people is so that Democrats that have never been friends with a trans person can put that in their necklace and say, oh, he cares about trans people. They don't care about right. trans people. They don't no. know any trans people. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't give a single fucking shit about trans people. Uh, but, like, goddamn, are they all willing to wear that as a badge of honor on their fucking, uh, you know, necklace despite the fact that like none of this actually helps right and i just and then you were like this doesn't matter and then some dumb fucking lib who's the most like cis het person ever is like wait you don't want him to say that it's like those aren't the two options you fucking idiot you goddamn moron no i i think um, <laughs> i forget i i honestly you straw don't man bitch I but like <laughs> I think the best way I heard this was that, like, it's not that representation doesn't matter. It's that it's the bare minimum. Like, it's not it's not that it doesn't matter that you said this. It's that you don't get any fucking points for saying this. Right. Like, totally. that's not the standard. And, and people want something else. You know, it's why Bernie got as far as he did. It's why, uh, oh, yeah. some, it's, you it's know. It's why he had to be astroturfed out of existence. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same thing as, like, that famous chart that gets bandied around leftist Twitter, and I think is one of the most important. Every American should have to sit down and be taught it. That like Obama in his first term term deported more people than Trump did in his first term. Yeah, like you should have to internalize what that fucking means. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. Like the different the difference between somebody who ran on it and someone who didn't run on it but did it anyway is like yep. nothing. Yep. Because that's the thing. People are so mad that Trump that Trump says all these things. But Obama did all the same fucking shit that Trump did to immigrants. Yeah. Like, why Obama isn't better. Obama isn't better. And it's so hard for people to see that. And it, I, I go insane. Because, as you said, <laughs> politics are merely aesthetics. Um, right. Let's move forward. I yes. have an update. Uh, all right. John MacArthur won the nation. I, I'm, I'm not happy about the segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You thought you were the black pill, motherfucker. Here we go. Uh, no, we've covered John MacArthur, uh, pastor of Grace Community Church, author of an insufferable series of commentaries, and uh, president emeritus of a seminary that had to take him out of his presidential role in order to maintain their accreditation while continuing to cover up sex crimes happening on their campus. So, you know, real swell guy uh, who has been engaged in a multi-month battle with the city of Los Angeles over his in-person, largely unmasked church services. Ugh. Uh, here's the update. He won. Uh, the Supreme Court sided with him, and just this week, the uh, L.A. Health Department had to finally acknowledge that the Supreme Court had decided to allow in-person worship service worship services uh, as a constitutional right. Meanwhile, cases in L.A. have never been higher. ICU beds are at 0%. We have just a few hundred beds in hospitals, period. Uh, 
but now churches uh, all churches across the nation can have in-person worship services and they'll say hey you still oh, have good. to be socially distanced you still have to wear a mask but they never gave a shit before and now the supreme court has told them they don't have to give a shit now so let me guarantee you that's never going to happen michael I'm so tired. <laughs> there, there's never going to be an end to shitty religious conservatives winning, winning your rights back at uh, at the Supreme Court. Not, not until a series of judges die of natural causes or otherwise. <laughs> Whatever causes they are, I am irresp- I am legally not culpable. Is all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not advocate for any of those things. I'm just saying that's the reality. Uh, so yeah. John MacArthur won. Uh, his lawyers were crowing. He has, of course, continued to have the services he's been having this whole time. Because even when these things were not technically allowed, uh, neoliberal politics is very happy to allow them to continue. Meanwhile, at the very same... Okay, so I guess here's the point I'm getting to, and then we'll get to the delicious twist on this. Conservative Christians have been arguing for a long time that their protests are being targeted. Meanwhile, those damn Antifas uh, have been out in the streets for months, and they're not getting the same treatment. I I forgot about our Church of Antifa. (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, listen, honestly, that is the future of this podcast. Founding members (laughs) of the Church of Antifa. uh, We're we're not going to be leaders of it, but we will be founding members of it. Um, I uh, I'm excited to start a grift. It's it's time. Uh, that's not a grift. That is sincere, man. Um, <laughs> but you know these churches have been arguing like, how are you allowing all of these protests for you know racial justice to happen? Meanwhile, us churches can't meet unmasked indoors whenever we want in whatever quantities we want. And I just want to say to these churches, I really don't think that your argument should have been treat us the same way that you've been treating black lives matter protesters (laughs) but but it is my argument and we've mentioned this before but i just want to revisit as in this world where john MacArthur gets to have his you know unmasked orgies in grace community church for as long as he wants as many three-hour services of him bloviating over you know christian singing uh, our god is an awesome god for 18 hours straight you know these weird occultic rituals that john macarthur presides over that like i just i really want them to experience a moment of equality with what people fighting for racial justice have encountered uh, in this in this country this year i'm just talking a little bit of tear gas maybe a few batons i don't know maybe some rubber bullets to the face uh, i think i think that that would be really instructive for them uh, because they're already claiming the role of like culture martyr so like i don't right. know i don't know maybe that would be helpful Look, here's the thing. Christians are not victims, but I would like to make them victims, maybe just briefly, just for a little while. Yeah, listen, I abhor the power of the state as is wielded against all people in this fucking country. But of course, uh, you know, if I can be a neoliberal for a second, you know, neoliberals want to raise the black experience in this country to the level of fucking poor white people. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what they want. They want you to be exactly as I oppressed know. as everyone fucking else. Not more oppressed, but certainly not less. And I just think that, like, hey, listen, let's take a neoliberal approach. Why don't we make Christians as oppressed as people fighting for racial justice and the people of color that they are fighting on the behalf of in this country? I just think that might be might be a really instructive line. Uh, but Gosh, in the meantime... That, that, that is, like, a really insightful point. Like, neoliberals don't want black people or people of color to actually be freed of their oppression they just want everyone to be oppressed equally which is just like it just it hurts it just hurts (laughs) uh it hurts a lot of people as it turns out (laughs) that's kind of the point um but having said that there is there is a twist here and it's it's not a delicious twist um Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not a trump getting covid twist because john MacArthur did not get covid what did happen is that many members of his congregation have and currently grace community church is in sort of a leak lockdown um but as we've mentioned uh we've mentioned julie roy's on the podcast before uh she's an investigative Mm -hmm. reporter who specializes in evangelical 
She's an investigative reporter that specializes in evangelical issues, specifically sexual abuse, but not exclusively. And she's been mm -hmm. uh, talking to some members of Grace Community Church. So the church itself announced that they had a few people, you know, just a, just a, just a couple who contracted COVID. But they're like, hey, we've been having we've been having church services with thousands indoors for months. This is nothing. Uh, according to Julie, that is not actually the case. She spoke oh. with a Grace Community Church leader whose identity she confirmed, but who wished to remain anonymous for obvious reasons, uh, who said he knows staff at the church who recently contracted COVID, as well as two members who are professors at the Masters University, where MacArthur is Chancellor Emeritus. He added that multiple members of the Filipino ministry have tested positive, including a leader of that ministry who has been hospitalized. Wow. Similarly... There's another member who, who wrote on Medium under a fake name, so take this for what you will, uh, posted that seven staff uh, and elders who attended a Christmas party at Grace Community Church have tested positive for COVID and are exhibiting symptoms. Uh, he said of that party, lunch was served and massless elderly and elders sat shoulder to shoulder, hugging and shaking hands. Without doxing myself any further than this yeah. podcast already already has. I mean, people have my fucking like legal name. That has, uh, uh, These are not our legal names. Do not Google that. That tracks with everything uh, I have seen and understood in right-leaning churches. Yeah. So uh, they go on to mention that the person who was speaking out about this had COVID themselves. And she she mentioned that like as she was talking to them, he had to take several breaks to catch his breath and cough. Incredible, yeah, no, incredible. Just, and, and so yeah, so John MacArthur uh, both winning a legal victory at the highest court in the land. I know it wasn't specifically around his church, but he has been one of the biggest proponents of this. Uh, to bending the knee of you know L.A. Health Department, uh, you know uh, legislators. Meanwhile, his own church is starting to ripple out with COVID, not just amidst his membership, although tellingly it targeted one of the communities of color in his membership more severely than pretty much anywhere else, but also in their leadership. But as this, pro uh, as this whistleblower mentioned, uh, they said, I know it's happening. Anyone who speaks out about it would be immediately fired. And as we said uh. before, like, these outcomes are entirely predictable. Like, there's nothing surprising about this, except that people keep insisting that it's not the most reasonable outcome of these behaviors. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be surprised. <laughs> like, and that's not because I'm, like, so fucking smart. It's because the world is that fucking terrible. And yet again, we have done a great job of having a slightly <laughs> negative podcast. Uh, but there are okay. a couple resources I want to give for people. Frankly, a little late yes. to the game. But there are a couple things that have actually been feeding my soul as we encounter this very challenging holiday season and as we finish up a really fucking terrible year. Uh, so there's two. One, there is a, a website that I suggest everyone visit called radvent.org. Uh, I will admit that that name sounds a little bit like an off-brand holiday Mountain Dew flavor. Uh, yeah, the, uh, although although I love an off-brand Mountain Dew holiday flavor. Yeah, that's like, fair. That's fair. I I am gonna chug a twenty-ounce Radvent and get to some fucking Halo on mat on uh, death matches right now. Um, I'm not kidding. That actually sounds like a nice. Time. It sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> uh, but Radvent is a resource. It's written by a number of people, some of whom are in our orbit, some of whom aren't. Uh, but it's a collective of pastors and parents, writers and activists, organizers, students, uh, and uh, a bunch of different people wrote daily Advent uh, writings from a radical perspective. And I have personally gotten a lot out of them. I've been catching up on, you know, I started about halfway through and I've been sort of going through the backlog. Obviously, the Advent season is nearly over and will be over by the time anyone hears this. But I'm going to make a bold uh, Michael Miss prediction and say, <laughs> this will still be valuable for you after that season. Ugh, the glory of Michael Miss continues. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that I would recommend is our, uh, you know, actual friend of the pod podcast, Faith and Capital, has been doing their own Advent series. And I got to tell you, like, there is a, a real revolutionary zeal in that that sometimes our sort of, like, shitposty vibe uh, doesn't truly encompass. And I've been getting a lot out of that because there's just something – really valuable about somebody like genuinely diving into scripture and seeing it the way that like John Brown saw it. 
like seeing it with the same zeal of like oh like we should we should actually do a revolution um Ugh. and john brown's some... been on my mind i don't know why i think it's because i can't think of a cooler title than god's angry man like i just yeah. that is the single greatest thing you could ever be called yeah yeah it, it, tune into uh our follow-up podcast god's pissy bitches <laughs> hey look all right i'll take it okay <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's it's genuinely well. That might be my first snort on the podcast. Uh, it's genuinely been something I've get been getting a lot out of, and uh, I think as we encounter a very challenging holiday season, as we navigate the realities of this fucking awful pandemic, of this uh, employment and eviction crisis, as we all try to get through this shit together, um, these are places that I have found hope uh, from people who are finding hope in uh, you know really valuable concepts so i i did want to leave people with a couple resources for things that have been personally uh feeding my soul can, can i can i give one yeah of course there's something called netflix and you turn it on <laughs> god there's you got me man you got thousands me. of hours of content you got me. fucking okay. the a <laughs> first of all that was a slight troll obviously but there is nest like like a russian nesting doll in the middle of that a genuine recommendation that i've been going through community a little bit uh-huh. it's been really nice it's been kind of warming my heart it's a pretty acerbic it's, show to warm your heart but i'm right there with you i no community especially season one is so warm not to mention seeing donald glover's smile my god man angels get their wings i miss it i miss it like atlanta's great but i miss donald glover seeming like he's having a good time that was America. That was America, man. So <laughs> find uh, what I'm really recommending is uh, just a straight shot of nostalgia. Just put it in your face. You yep. know what your community is. Oh, go yeah, to exa- it. Yeah, true that. True that. Everyone has that. Um, that one thing yes. that connected with them. That's safe space. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. So to bring this home, this is our last yes. episode of the year. Uh, that's right which is yeah it's, we've been doing this consistently for about a year now uh so i guess we mm-hmm. should say um and are excited to say to anyone who has checked us out to anyone who's given us a listen to anyone who has written a uh, nice twitter message or a very mean reddit comment uh <laughs> thank you so much for listening it really uh you know our community is, is small but it, it i am unceasingly uh, thrilled by the messages that we receive and the f- uh, public owns that we get on Twitter. Like it just, <laughs> it tickles my heart every time someone engages with us uh, for good or ill. It's just a real good time. And it's honestly been my favorite part of this podcast uh, as we research a bunch of terrible topics and talk about them extensively has been getting to know uh, other people who care about the issues that we care about and who are having a good time doing it. So for anyone who's been a part of that process, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's the only thing I like. <laughs> it's like period is 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 our is our cute little community of uh wonderful angry sad folks the only thing that either of us love is you specifically dear listener Aww, uh and then sweet. i guess on a final note uh the last 24 hours of my life have been pretty uh challenging in a lot of yep. ways uh without getting too specific had a close personal friend who's been exposed to covid tested and awaiting symptoms and a family member who tested positive this morning uh mm. and uh, the realities of this global pandemic that has affected uh millions of people really really challengingly are hitting home closer than they ever have before for me which is a reality that a lot of other people have been in for a long time uh, but, you know, in as much as any of you are praying, folks, I would uh, appreciate your prayers during this time. Uh, we could all use them. So thank you. This has been Shitty Christians. My name is Michael Tabor. You can find me on Twitter at Michael Tabor. My name is Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. And, and you can follow our pod at Shitty underscore pod. And just make sure you direct all of your criticism towards uh, at Zachary Allard. That is our official <laughs> Shitty Christians complaint department. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you in the new year. This has been Shitty Christians.
Ooh.